Had quite the emotional day. Well, I have. <laughs> Only you? <laughs> well, maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to speak for you always. You're my king. <laughs> you can speak for me. This is the devotional. We can't be talking like this. This people get a little weirded out on this show. Not the devotional. You mean? Yeah. No. Is that that's not that what it's not what I said. No, you said this is the devotional. Oh, this is not the <laughs> devotional. <laughs> so, in case you came to us by accident, this is not the, this the devotional. This is not the devotional. This is when Andy lets loose, will, yeah. and you hear all kinds of things that yes. he doesn't say when he's got his Jesus hat on. Here, let me uh, let me put up. Uh, uh, oh no, that's not it either. Shoot, I took it away. I have to look it up for it. We usually have a disclaimer. Um, caution. Uh, colorful words uh, may be used during this broadcast, but okay. uh, I can't find it. I, I must have taken it down. Hey, um, we're going to be talking about, um, Hedy just had, wrote an article for the Christian Post, which she's been a regular uh, now um, uh, writer for. Yes. And um, we knew when we talked about the title and the subject matter that it would get some, you know, some feedback. Yes. Some, it feedback. would cause discussion. Yes. But um, I did not think, well, maybe I did. Yeah. And maybe I, I think. The volume, the, I think, is what shocked me. <laughs> I think it's up to 200 plus comments. And the length. Right. Of the comments. We're going to get into it. We'll explain just one second. Um, and I'll show you the article uh, in just one minute. But uh, we're going to be discussing some, of, discussing some of that. And the problem of, of people, sometimes people don't read. And they just read the title and respond. Other people um, just do not have the capacity to read at higher than a second grade level. Or uh, they just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to see or hear what they want to yes. hear. After we discuss a little bit of that and some of the things that are on your mind about what you just want to say it about. And then I'll talk a little bit about the, the Chauvin. Uh, um, and I think that's how you say it. Chauvin, Chauvin. Doesn't matter. Uh, the police officer on trial for the death of um, uh, George Floyd. And I'll be discussing that just a little bit and why I've not talked about it. And I think it's important for you to know, uh, those of you that follow me and they, I've, I've gotten uh, some people send me, like, how come you're not talking about the, the trial? And I'll tell you why um, when, when we get to that point. So those it's are the two not things. important to be first. It's important to be right. Right, right, exactly. All right, let's see who's joining us first before we get into it. Hey, Adam, nice to see you again. Hey there. Uh, Hi, this Adam. is a little bit different show. I'm pretty sure that you've been on this show. So maybe you are know that and then hey carol nice to see you all right so i'm gonna get rid of this frame here uh, so i can bring up uh Hedia's, uh article and there it is look at that beautiful picture oh, thank you. Uh, and it is titled um the assault on white america and when you say white america uh, uh you're, you're not talking about whites right the discussion is isn't about caucasians all right. And so we'll get into that. And I'm going to ask you about that to explain what you meant by that. It's in the article. 
Right. <laughs> it's very easy to read. Uh, and that's the part that people can't seem to get to. And it's a really good article and people should go and, and look at it uh, for yourself. It's well written. Oh, look at that. It's up to 250 comments. Oh, really? Yeah. See that. Oh, right there. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of comments. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped reading at around like 90. Yes. And so, first of all, explain what you meant by white quotes, white America. Sure. Basically, I used it as a catch-all phrase because the radical left wants to define us that way. Uh, and I, I use my experience as um, an expert in counterterrorism is that when we want to identify a problem, especially whether you're in a think tank or you're in policy circles, and think tanks are basically part of policy circles, you're just mm -hmm. in the external part of the policy circle as opposed to being in government. But you basically have to use terminology that defines the group that you're talking about well enough that you could direct action against that group. And so since January 6th and what happened um, at the Capitol, and no, I'm not going to call it an insurrection and I'm not going to call it a terrorist attack because that's not what it was. But nonetheless, the the attack on the Capitol, it was an attack. Uh, the radical left has been trying to characterize conservatives as angry white people, as radicals, as extremists, as, you know, violent extremists, which is a terminology we came up with in the struggle against Islamic extremism. And so I use the phrase to say, well, if they want to call us all angry white people, then basically we have to recognize there's an assault on us white people. And I use the term white to describe all of us that are all nationalities and, and ethnicities. But the one thing we do have in common is conservative and Christian values. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and I, and I respect some of the criticism in the article because they're like, don't conflate American conservatism with Christianity or with biblical values. Some parts of them intersect and some of them are different. Yep. So I'm saying it's conservative Christian values as a subset of Christians, because there are some liberal, I don't know how, but there are some liberal, um, politically liberal Christians. So I am specifically referring to this attack being against conservative Christians. And the weapon that they most often want to use is racism and that you're yes. a racist. And it's hard to do that without creating a label that they can use that with uh, exactly. white people. So whether you're black, uh, Hispanic or brown, um, Asian or yellow or American Indian red, yes. right? you, you, you cannot say all those things and, and, and effectively use racism as easily as you can when you're saying white America is racist. Right. White police officers, uh, it, you know, police officers are all white, whether they're black or brown, and they are all racist. That's how that's one way you can get to systemic racism is if you're using a label like white people. And that's what takes us to the title of the broadcast today, because one of the comments that was really quite um, mean, uh, to put it <laughs> bluntly, made this point to me. And it finally made sense why they use the label, because mm. he's like. Congratulations for joining white America, because it's always been a set of values. It's never been about color. And we see all kinds of people, whether it's the Irish or blacks or other people wanting to be identified as white America. And so you're just part of the same crew. <laughs> and it, may, it really made me stop and think like, so is being white a set of values and not a color? I don't know. I'd love your thoughts. Yeah. And I'm still not sure. Right? 
even know that they thought that through. I mean, it could be this one guy's opinion. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think if you asked AOC, no. do you think white is a set of values? She'd say, oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think she thinks she's referring to white as a color and then wants right. to say that we're racist. Uh, I think first she'd look at you like a dog does when they look confused mm-hmm. and they go. Like, Which she often does. <laughs> oh my God. That discussion she had about the Israeli Palestinian oh. conflict. People need to be heard on the inside. Just the outside. I was like, are you, are you speaking English? <laughs> I, are you in government? Oh my goodness. Help us. <laughs> so, so, so disturbing. That's wrong on so many levels. Uh, one of the other things they brought in you, uh, maybe I think somebody brought up, Oh, you talked about the insurrection, right? Yes. And this attack on the Capitol. And somebody brought that into the whole mix. That, that oh, somehow, yeah. Like that somehow this, I mean, what is that? I, I, it, number one, they talk about the, you know, the deadly insurrection. Only one person died because of the attack. And that was a, an unarmed white woman who was shot by the police, police. <laughs> through a door, right? And, and, and the other deaths have not yet been contributed to really directly being involved in the, in the, in the ruckus, whatever the ruckus might have been. Right. Um, even the police officer that they claim got hit over the head with a fire extinguisher, uh, they're thinking probably died of a heart attack or a stroke, uh, and not necessarily directly as a result of, of the, of the insurrection. Right. Um, and then the other lady that, that died, it turns out that it looks like she had some type of, um, uh, overdose of drugs. That's what they're looking at. Some oh, type of, wow. uh, it was related to some uh, narcotics she had been taking or even a prescription drug that, and somehow maybe she didn't have enough water or something like that. So, um, so they talk about this dead, deadly insurrection. Well, it, yeah, the, it was the unarmed white woman who was shot by the police officer who we don't even know the identity of the police officer. See that? And uh, we don't even really know. We, we have not been able to see the autopsy of the officer that was, that died in that event. So how, how is it, how, how did they relate that to well, your article? It comes back to Trump. I didn't <laughs> yeah. mention a word about president Trump and they were just like you Trumpians. And I was like, wait a minute, how did, and this really irritates me. How did conservative Christian values, I understand that President Trump was the, was a champion of conservative Christian values for the first time in a really long time, in decades, which was fantastic. And it made so many of us so happy, but he did not invent conservative Christian values, nor do they die because he's not our president anymore. So they just are so quick to conflate to make equal, and for people confused by the word complete, uh, <laughs> conservative Christianism with Trump in, with, with Trump supporters. And it's, it's so unbelievably annoying that we're still having that conversation that we can't, and these are Christians, it's on the Christian post, so a lot of them are Christians saying, you're just one of those crazy Trumpians. And I think it's a very immature argument to dismiss the discussion about is there an assault on conservative Christian values or not, by just saying, no, we're just... We're, there's an assault on you, Trumpians, is basically yeah. what they're saying. Well, it's an easy argument. Well, they they don't have any facts or um, or truth to uh, support their argument, and that's always where they have to go. You see the guy uh, Mark, who's a com- uh, commonly uh, often mar- uh, commenting, sorry, often commenting on on my stuff. Uh, I, I, I tra- but always leads, always leads to Trump. Uh, you know, and we and I don't go into any again. I don't go into any anything with him. If I do have a response is to make sure that I kind of clarify for the third person on, on the discussion, somebody that might be watching that may be on the fence or be, may be confused, but I often just let him speak because he does all the work for me. Yeah. He, 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 uh, he proves my point uh, on, on many issues as much as he thinks he's, uh, he's amazing. 
<laughs> but when you when you go to Trump, you know that that they're okay. Now you're dimwit because uh, number one, uh, President Trump was only president for four years. Right, spent half the time battling the right. lies that were being told to about much him because he was constantly being uh, charged with some kind of criminal conduct. And it's so amazing that they think he was so powerful and so effective that everything is—he's to blame uh, for everything. For everything. And, it, and it's so easy for them to dismiss the notion yeah. that our foundational values are under attack by just saying your king is Trump. And I was like, listen, my king is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So. And, and Andy's my small king under the Lord. We <laughs> um, only got two kings. Yes, come on. Uh, and, and it's just like, why do you dismiss the discussion or or minimize the discussion? And and a lot of the comments back to people who said that is like, these. this is the kind of stuff that makes up the Titanic. Mm. Is that when we fight amongst ourselves about whether our values are worth preserving because we're scapegoating some other third person or thing. Mm. And I think that's the most dangerous part about what's happening is that uh, Americans, conservatives and Christians are not willing to, to look at this all as a coordinated attack and a threat. And if you talk to people from third world countries that have suffered from these kind of things, they will tell you, oh, you poor Americans, you do not mm. see this coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you you sh really should do something before this gets worse because this is what they fled from, right? And it's a mirror image of what they went through. They, exactly, they've seen it. and the exact same uh, uh, attempt to cause us to hate each other is the best way that they can they can get in there Absolutely. and really affect us the most by dividing us and making us hate each other. I posted a video that I I recorded it from my phone. It was from a Twitter post. I don't know where that was. It was it was somewhere in America uh, where the uh, there was a group of black men and women attacking white people. They go, that's a white person. Go get them. And it's uh, and that's exactly what they want. Exactly. I'm not saying anything against the, the black community. I'm not saying anything against the white community. I'm saying but this that that is what they that want. Aggression. That aggression, want. that that sudden hatred that they're feeling uh, that group of people in that situation, not blacks as a whole. I, this sounds so stupid to try to you know make my words not sound racist. <laughs> but I mean it's exactly what they want. They've created this um this hatred for white America. And my friend um who's down they do this like independent kind of reporting mm -hmm. is down at they were doing reports of the Trump rally the MAGA rallies, mm -hmm. um, shot a video yesterday, uh, what happened in Huntington Beach, where um, clearly a white power guy, he had Nazi symbols on mm -hmm. his sleeve, uh, gets a, 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 what seems like some Latin guy, because you could tell by his accent, confronts him and is like, dude, why do you hate me? And he's like, get out of my way. And he's like, tell me, I just want to know why you hate me. And there's all these people crowded around and he hauls off and punches him. So the the aggression i mean it, this is on huntington beach pier yeah and i was thinking to myself i was like oh my goodness like why is this happening right now and it's aggression and it's aggression going and i, I wanted to use that example because it's aggression going both ways mm -hmm. so oh, yeah, yeah. white people are feeling under attack um the black community is feeling that this is you know that they're under attack and that this is the time to strike back and mm. and it's it's tearing us apart and then there's the difference just really quick i want to get some of these comments but um the uh, conservative Christian or the white people, we condemn the violence at the Capitol and we condemn the eight months of violence throughout our country. Both. The other yes. side only condemns one day, one day, about four hours in on January 6th. 
That's all exactly. they condemned. <laughs> and we like, all turned into terrorists. That is like their, what do they call it? Their Pearl Harbor, right? Yeah. That's Pearl Harbor. Like 9-11. What was the eight eight months of all the other crap that was going on where justice. several people were killed? That was justice. Uh, where uh, uh, government buildings were burnt, literally burnt to the ground. Right? Yeah. I, I think it was two police departments, I think, were burnt to the ground. Yes. Substations. Um, and federal an attempted buildings. burning down of the federal courthouse in, in uh, Seattle or Portland, yeah. one of the two. Um, just craziness. So... Let's get to this. Uh, the left is so stupid. You, you have to read. Sorry. I- you do it. The left is so stupid. I met 10 of black of uh, black and great Americans that day. The left has no clue of Americans. No. Well, but see, that's why I point to this um, commentator saying white is a set of ideas. It's not the color. You guys are white. And so I thought to myself, OK, well, that's an interesting concept. Mm. Um, OK. Like, instead of calling us conservative Christians, they want to call us white. Bless you. Bless you. Excuse me. COVID. Um, I'm a super. Where's your mask? (laughs) For God's sake. So I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. I told you I wanted to make T-shirts that say we are white America. You know what I mean? Just out of a joke for my uh, American Indian husband and the Persian Arab chick, you know? Yeah. It would be more effective if we were if we were black, though, because people are not aware that. Oh, that's another thing. That's another commentator I got. I showed my wife your picture and she wants to know if you How have much? black blood in you, because otherwise you are not a woman of color. And I said, oh, my God, Andy, are only black people, people yeah. of color? So we don't have any other colors. Can you can you put a, a picture in the comment or no? Is it only um, only text? Oh, it's too bad. You can't put a picture of Megan Markle in there. How much black does she have in her? Right, and I mean, I was and just, she, she's so she's been so um, uh, abused uh, and held back, yeah, and what's um, not suppressed? Not suppressed. What's the word? Oppressed. Oppressed. She's been so oppressed. Um, I want. Oh, I know what I want to say on this. Um, and then I, I I put this post up. I created this post that said, uh, you know, why would you be part of a party? Why would you be a member of a party? that felt that you were so stupid that you can't get an ID or know where to get water. Right. Like why would they, that's all they're saying. They're saying you, we can't do this because our, our voters are too stupid. They can't, they don't know how to right. get an ID. So it's racist. Like, why would you be a part of that party? Like, <laughs> like I immediately, I would get offended. You know how fast I get offended. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? You're supposed to say, you don't he get offended. You can dish it out, but he don't take it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but if somebody says, hey, um, I got Andy here, we would, you know, he would like to vote, but he doesn't know how to get an ID and he needs water. You, <laughs> you he wouldn't know to go to 7-Eleven and get his own water or bring in one of those little, like my sippy cup. I only use a straw on the show because I don't want to hear you. I don't want you to hear me sipping my water. Like, why would you be a part of that? Like, I would say you're an asshole. <laughs> Screw you. I can get. And there I, it is. <laughs> like I said, bullshit, though. I can get an ID. He's, he's my last name is Jimenez, and I know how to get an ID. I've had an ID all my life. Well, I mean, I, you sorry, can, I'm yelling, but that's can, that's where this show goes. You can get an ID. You're more than happy to get an ID to drive a car. Yeah. You know, fly if, to fly to get a bank account to go see, uh, you know, WW. F is a W no WWE wrestling, right? You need an ID to buy a ticket and get yeah. in. I mean, this is fudging ridiculous. Wow. See how close I came to All right. Now let's see what Adam has to say. Go ahead and read that. Those attacks in DC weren't Trump supporters or proud boys like the fake media 
from Satan claims they were Antifa scum and Black Lives Matter. And I mean, I, I think that's what happens in a lot of these instances is that chaos breaks out and and people don't know who's who. And I think that they're there. Carol knows better, but there was a lot of people who walked over to the Capitol. But those that engaged in violence, um, for the most part, were not yes. Trump supporters. I think clearly uh, some people got sucked in. Right. It's like, uh, you know, in the, in the shooting as a police officer, if, if you're pointing your gun at somebody and then the guy to your right, maybe sees something and pulls the trigger, you'll pull the trigger because he pulled the trigger. Right? Right. And so you get what? What you're what are you shooting at? <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's like, let's go. And they go, and they go, what are you shooting at? I don't know. I didn't even do that either because you make the bullet go faster <laughs> when, you, when you do that. No, you I mean it's like, it's like you, there's, a, there's a react there's a reaction to the of other course. reaction. Like you get sucked into the moment. And so I'm sure there are a couple of weak people like that, but I saw other people that are saying, No, what are you guys doing? Stop. Like this is stupid. Right. Like there are plenty of Trumpers who are trying to stop the action of, um, exactly. and you aren't going to stop Antifa if, if they were there or Black Lives Matter people if they were there. Their whole intent was to cause chaos again, to cause us to hate each other exactly. and to cause uh, uh, a division between all of us. Um, Orange man bad, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so tired of that argument. It's it's a weak argument. It's just yeah. it it has it carries no weight anymore. At but what point does it start to go away? I mean, how long are they going to carry know. this on? It just goes on forever. Um, I'm going to get a couple of these. Go ahead and um, fun facts: the evil Democrat Party created the KKK and the Jim Crow law, and now the same time, demonic party wants minorities to hate white people. Oh, the irony! <laughs> Isn't it bananas? Absolutely, Angela Marie. Hey, nice to see you. Go ahead. To get into a casino, you need an ID. Yes, exactly. To drink alcohol at 7-Eleven, you need an ID. <laughs> Our casinos are on the reservations. Even Native Americans require ID. Oh, exactly. such good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Absolutely. I want to ask you um, about this Christian Post is a Christian publication. Yes. And, but you also had Christians attacking you. Oh, this, yeah. The so-called Christians. What, what, what were some of their arguments? Yeah. But I mean, about I mean, especially those that apparently uh, uh, apparently have liberal leanings. Like, so I guess this is two phase. You may have an answer for that first question. But the next one is, um, can you be Good liberal question. and a Christian? Well, obviously, or there's Democratic many who Christian. believe that you can, but let me answer the first question, okay. because a lot of people criticized, they felt like I mischaracterized uh, my Christianity by what they saw as conflating conservatism with Christianity. And my response, I posted a pretty long response. I don't think it changed anybody's mind. So me and Andy were like, maybe it's better just to leave it alone next time. Uh, but because you're not going to change the people the, that are already mad at you for whatever it is you wrote, you just give them more ammunition. But um, I, I wasn't trying to conflate them because there are some distinctively conservative ideals that are not necessarily part of Christianity. For example, I pointed out to religious freedom being a foundational principle. There is no compulsion in Christianity as there is in Islam, but it's an American principle to allow the freedom of religion uh, and people to practice that religion freely as long as it's not infringing on anyone else. I mean, mm. the First Amendment is about the separation of church and state, not to remove the Christ-centered principles, but to allow others to practice without persecution. So I stand on that principle 
and I and I write in the article, I would love that everybody finds a relationship with the saving uh, with the Lord and Savior. But I respect everybody's right to practice their religion freely. And so people are like, you're conflating uh, Christianity and conservatism. I'm like, no, I'm saying that we need to protect uh, the conservative Christian values are under attack. And the reason I use the qualifier conservative is because there are a lot of people who claim you could support uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, pro-abortion, and be a Christian. You could um, support this. Uh, a lot of people were supporting the attack on law enforcement and basically defunding the police and the removal of qualified immunity. And I was saying, and that's another part of conservative values that may not be a biblical concept, is the concept of law and order. Hmm. Is basically our society has been this beacon on a hill because of law and order. Because we have borders and we have laws that we enforce and we have a justice system that you talk about in Chauvin that works as in other, except like in other countries where the justice system is a tool of the state. Mm. But we've always prided ourselves on the fact that we have a, uh, a three-tiered system in our country where there's a balance of power and the justice uh, branch is part of that balance. So uh, what annoyed me, first it got me to think, but then I, then I got annoyed, <laughs> was that you can't, that people feel like your Christian identity must exist in a vacuum. As if being a conservative Christian um, is unacceptable. Mm. And I think that's ridiculous. It, it should be no different than saying I could be a plumber and be a Christian. I have a work. I have a profession. I have things I do on behalf of that profession. But that still makes me, but that doesn't invalidate my Christianity. Mm. So that was another issue. And I don't know how everybody else feels about that. But I, to me, there is no incompatibility between being conservative and being Christian. In fact, I think they go hand in hand. But I believe there is a, uh, a, there's no compatibility between being a Democrat and being a Christian. I, I don't know how you could do that. I see that. You, as you well. can't go to you can't go to the voting booth and vote for somebody who's pro late term abortion or abortion whatsoever, and then or multiple genders, and, and then go more to than God. Two genders. I love you, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but you just voted for killing children. Yes. For killing babies. And actually, I think one of the worst part is the multiple genders, is that mm. if you do not believe that God created man uh, man and woman, male and female, and you're saying there's an infinite number of genders, I don't see how you could say Can't. that that's a biblical value. No. But I have. it's easy for me to justify religious freedom in light of the Bible. But um, you're right. I think a lot of the concepts that the Democrat Party is putting forward, and I don't even like to say the Democrat Party, because I know there's a lot of things in the traditional Democrat mm. Party uh that I could understand why people accept. To me, it's a radical left agenda, which is which is different than the traditional Democrat. I party. put them all together, as you know. I know you do. <laughs> Democrats, far left, left, BLM, Antifa, all Democrats. I only would use one word. I'm, I'm tired of trying to step around. They're all the same. They all hate our country, and uh, and they are causing. Well, uh, so, a division in our country like nobody's ever seen before. But that argument goes both ways. So what if they say, well, you white people, you're all the same. KKK, white power, the rest mm. of you, you all just one shade of those guys. My argument is, as a conservative Christian, that we have never said that we, uh, you know, hate black people. Uh, we've never said that we no, hate Mexicans. No, but there's Mexicans. a faction of us that does. Well, then they need to go away, too. We don't like them either. <laughs> conservative Christians. We don't like anybody. Well, but maybe causing. Democrats will say the same thing. We don't like the crazy policies of AOC. We don't like this multiple genders. We don't like this uh, attack in our schools. Well, then they sure are allowing her to run our, run our country right now. 
uh, when you're talking about the green deal, uh, the new green deal or green new deal. Right, that everybody has to have a battery car. Yes, because that's surely where uh, Biden's going. The yeah. nit, the nitwit in the White House, as I like to call him, and uh, Kamala Harris, who they she put in charge of the border, and she's not been to the border. <laughs> do anything. She won't even acknowledge the border. She won't ask a question about the border. And then so they're all acting the same. That's why you can no longer separate them. They, there used to be a separation between yeah. the far left and Democrats. There's no longer that separation. It's not, it doesn't exist. Nancy Pelosi, even who didn't like the 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 the, the squad, you know, I think she even uh, minimized their importance at, at some point. But now now them. she's like, she I, them. I, I just I give. I mean, she's just yeah. she's she's as dimwitted as the other dimwit in the White House. So, so that's you can't do She's it. like the Grim Reaper. Yeah, but you can see, this is why I'm saying there's no longer is a separation from all these people. They are so now um, uh, caught up in their hatred of the former president and believe that anybody that is still part of the Republican Party is related to him. It's that like the hatred for us is because he was in the White House. Like, this worries me because I'll tell you, as a as a student of this mm-hmm. phenomenon around the world in other cultures, um, we had this notion of what, uh, radicalizing the middle. So when the distinctions in thought start to disappear mm-hmm. and all you have left is extremes, that's a dangerous phenomenon. So there should be gradations. There should be divergence of thought. And when everybody, st- when everything starts to look black and white, you're entering a very dangerous period. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But there used to be, I mean, you can see a video of Obama talking about, and he's the, what the most, uh, the, the president who deported the most uh, people, right? Uh, you know, illegal immigrants, uh, even more than Trump. Uh, uh, Clinton, the other idiot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying not to say those things. But he, you know, he is very much for borders and, and the secure of borders. So there used to be. That's why it's it's no and longer that way. It's dangerous. They, when you start to get rid of that, it's yeah, it's a really dangerous phenomenon for our society. I, I don't think there's any way around it. Okay, uh, so let's see what Angela says. Yeah. So they encourage the division. Yes, absolutely. By the way, I've been called some pretty vile names by strangers, and I couldn't imagine alone one word to bring me to my knees. How weak does one have to be? Tim Fox, nice to see you. Hi, Tim. Oil and water cannot mix together. Yes, mm-hmm. I think all, most of you seem to think that you can't be democratic and love Jesus Christ at the same time. Adam says the same thing. And I mean, I if you read the comments um, to my article, they make some pretty good uh, justifications for why they're doing that. But I have to agree. I mean, you can't support what the Democrat Party today is doing to our society and say you're a follower of Jesus Christ. To mm-hmm. me, they seem extremely incompatible. I'm really liking Adam. If you're a Democrat and you claim to be a Christian, you're lying to yourself. You're a child of the devil. <laughs> there you go. Straight up. We just say the, the devil party. Right. They're no longer even the Democrat party. Uh, Carol? We cannot call them liberals. Liberals believe in liberty. Yes. And okay. I mean, and we traditionally have the libertarians, which are not Democrats. They are. They believe in liberty. Yeah. Independent, small government. I just put up a graph. Let me see if I can find it really quick. And it has to do with um, the media. And how much, oh my gosh, they, they changed the page and I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Somebody's... Uh, yeah, somebody likes to dress up. I got people that they love. I have a lot of fitness people. Mm. They love showing their body parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something else. Yeah, there is. It's getting, we're getting closer to summer. So I think more, more and more 
that is happening. Where is it? Here it is. Uh, and so actually, let me bring it up onto the screen. Yeah, let me get rid of it. They fear him. He has stepped back, but he's not gone. They have to use the association to derive their power from fear. That's what Don said. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah, so sorry about all the steps here. So here's the graph, and you can see in the blue um, is the Democrats. They believe uh, in, hold on, let me find my page again. Here it is. So uh, the, uh, the trust in media, that's what it is. So trust me. So Democrats trust the media by 73%. 73% of the Democrats they control trust the media. <laughs> Yeah, that's not surprising. But that's right? the problem, right? Uh, independence, 36, thank goodness. At least it's a lot lower. It's it's less than 50%. And then Republicans, 10%. 10% of Republicans. So my concern when I read that is um, it's not the Democrats because we knew that they were fools. Uh, to, <laughs> um, but I'm concerned about the 10% of Republicans. What's wrong with those 10%? They trust the media. Yeah. But all they've done is lie to us. And right? they still continue to do. From what I understand, I don't watch CNN enough to know or MSDNC or any of those other ones. I don't I, I have no idea what's on there other than when I'm at some people's home. Sometimes they have it on the on the TV, um, but or when you're at the airport. But, you know, all, they still are continually talking about Trump. Yeah. And but they, they don't show any part of the border. Anytime I've seen it or what's going on at the border, they, they're ignoring that. They don't show anything about the uh, laptop of Hunter Biden and anything that's going on with that. Wow. Uh, uh, Some of those images are horrifying. Yes. They, they focus on uh, Matt Get gets or Gates is apparently yes. the most important news topic on CNN, not the border, not uh, the fact that Biden's trying to take all the guns away. Not the fact sure. that, uh, you know, that, you know, that there's some concerns about the uh, vaccine, especially with people that are already had COVID-19. None of that's important. They're ignoring all that or that even the cases are going down in the states like Florida and Texas that are opened up and, and have no mask mandate. They don't want to talk about the, the cases going down there, um, but they, they think these other things are far more important. So how can you put your trust in something like that? And so my question Ian, is what's wrong with those 10 percent that are trusting <laughs> that are trusting the media? They're all in cahoots. Um, and so. So uh, is, is there anything else on your notes that you wanted to bring up about um your article that was important because I, I just wanted to get to the point where we decided that we're not going to read the comments anymore. Uh, <laughs> if Jesus was on earth right now, would he want us to be involved in pol politics? Because that was people, one of the comments. Uh, that's my summation mm -hmm. of a response because people kept saying, Oh my God, you've left one uh, extreme to another. And now you you're naive and you're deceived and you're being used by the conservatives. And I was like, Oh, for goodness sakes, I'm not being used by, and who are these, these mysterious people that are using oh, I know, me? Eddie, she cannot be used about by anybody. And, and I was like, who are these masked men that are secretly in a room using me? You know, like I, it's just so ludicrous. I am neither naive nor deceived. I've met, I have met the risen savior. So those days are over, but, it 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 surprises me that with all of the instruction and they so, so they said I cherry picked scripture and I was like I don't understand how you can't look at the things that Apostle Paul did and what Peter did and Bartholomew getting skinned alive and dying for the gospel being told repeatedly by Roman authorities and authorities throughout the world stop preaching mm. and they refused. Yep. So how could we say that we're not supposed to be involved in politics? How else are we going to defend the gospel? So yeah, as Jack said today, you could go to Chino Hills and stand under a tree and preach to a cow. <laughs> He's like, but how effective is that? We need to preach it from the cities. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and from the, you know, and from the stage and for wherever we can to say that we stand for the Lord Jesus Christ yep. and what biblical values have done to form this country. And they said that's incompatible with being a Christian. No. It, it, Jesus would want us to defend our children and what's being taught in our schools. If if the, exactly. if, if the government is mandating that sex education all the way down to kindergarten and they're going to be talking about um, anal sex and they're going to be talking about where you can go with, for an abortion without telling your parents, if they're going to uh, try to allow the children to have um, hormone treatment exactly. uh, without having to tell without their parents, parental consent. Jesus, I guarantee you would say that's the line that is drawn and that we need to be involved in politics because it is the politicians who are making those decisions for us. Exactly. And they're telling, hey, we don't need but parents stand back we're going to raise your children and we're going to determine what sex they are right and you have no right to limit it we we, we are going to decide what sex what gender your children are <laughs> yes and uh they can chant to astic gods i was telling andy oh, yeah. i was like idol worship is one of the most forbidden aspects of and, and even paul in the new testament it's not just the old testament repeatedly talks about um, not engaging in idol worship mm. and not just the idols of money and wealth and the, and the rest of it, but flat out idol worship and to allow our children for a grade, like uh, forcing them to engage in idol worship and chanting to demonic gods. Yep. It's, I mean, how would, how could Christ not want us to come against Absolutely. that? To protect our children and the influence that that could have on them, yeah, their lives, so. and and that, not to mention they're trying to close churches. They're trying. I mean, there's this is this is one of the that was probably one of the dumbest arguments or one of the dumbest things I heard. <laughs> like we we must be involved. That's why I love Calvary Chapel Chino Hills because and Jack Hibbs because he's uh, it, it, he's made that very clear that that is one of our responsibilities. Yes, he's brought uh, you know political. Um, People running for office up on the stage. We prayed over them for election. Have they always? Well, that's why a lot of people hate Jack too. Oh, yeah. So they they hate the whole notion of oh, he's so political. How do you not be political? Yeah. How do you see what's happening in this country and not be political? I mean, even to the point where Adam says here, we're a black on black homicides in places like Chicago and Minneapolis and Baltimore and New York and Los Angeles that have gone, uh, you know, a hundred to three hundred to four hundred percent. Uh, black on black crime uh, and not to mention black on everybody crime, black on Asian crime in San Francisco, 85 percent of the black on uh, 80 percent of the uh, aggravated assaults on Asians in San Francisco uh, are black people. And so if the, the, the reason that's happening is because of Democrat, the devil party, the Democratic Party policies, the Democrat, uh, yeah, Democrat, which is, um, you know, making it uh, legal, essentially, to shoplift. Right. They're not prosecuting people for the, the small crimes like shoplifting, small crimes, shoplifting, um, uh, vandalism, uh, jumping a turnstile to get on a train or to get on a bus to. I mean, all the little ones, uh, uh, prostitution, narcotics um, uh, abuses, uh, being under the influence, being drunk in public, public sleeping on the street, crapping in the street, pissing in the street. None of those things that are now against the law in places like San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York and Chicago. And what happens uh, when you don't enforce those laws is the bigger crimes become greater. So what they try to lie to you and say is that, oh, look at all the lower level crimes. have Disappeared. Been, have, they, there's hardly anything going on in our city. Well, yeah, but let's look at the homicides. No, don't look at the homicides. Don't look at the shootings. We're not going to even tell you about those. We're not going to even report on those. That, again, is something where the church said, no, we need to protect these black communities. You're doing nothing to protect these black people. Taking police down, dismantling and defunding law enforcement is what's killing people in these communities. Yep. The, the, the black community wants police and law enforcement. You're hearing 
the, the police are killing black people. They're randomly just driving up and shooting people in the head. Of course, that's not happening, but that's what they want you to believe so that you can just dis- so that you will believe that dismantling and de- defunding law enforcement is the right place to uh, right thing to do. And in fact, it's not. But that again, that's still we need in, in church to be involved because it, it will save lives. They're killing people in these Democratic run cities. I like Don's comment. So your child can get an abortion uh, uh, during school, but get suspended for taking an aspirin. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. So true. It's so true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Good job, Dan. And uh, Danielle, there are some pastors who are not touching the political messages, and I believe they're afraid that this their tithing would be affected. Oh, absolutely. After I saw the attack on my article, I realized, wow, this whole politic Christian thing is pretty controversial. <laughs> so it's, uh, people get so ornery it's about it. It's the opposite. I mean, again, when you look at Jack's church and, and Mark Driscoll's church, Trinity Church in um, Scottsdale, Arizona, and even a couple others that I've heard them mention, they say, our church is exploding. I mean, we have more money. He, uh, Mark Driscoll, they're adding another building and more land. I mean, the, 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 the flood of money that's coming in. And, and they are some of the, 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 the strongest defenders of our Constitution and speak about political issues all the time. So that obviously is a, a, a bad notion. Uh, Black Chief of Police. Uh, uh, Black oh. Chief of Police, DA, mayor, and so on. Not sure what that was in yeah, reference to. Yeah, it's probably connected with something else. Sorry about that. When your city is run by Democratic libtards, your city becomes a shit show. <gasps> What'd you just say? I was reading. You made me read. <laughs> thank, thank you, Adam. Um, all right. Let's close out this part of it, and then we'll get okay. on to the, to the case in Minneapolis. But uh, so. Conclusion is yeah. we um not going to read the criticism. <laughs> And my friend had a really great analysis because she's a, um, she runs an online ministry and she says, you get attacked from three places. Um, not attacked, but the, but your, your reservations after you publish something come from three places. One is reverence for the mm. Lord. You have a good, solid, um, fear of misrepresenting God's word. And she's like, that's a good one. She goes, then you get internally attacked by the enemy who's like, you're dumb, you're stupid, you said the wrong thing. She's like, so you've got to always deal with that because you're always second guessing yourself and the enemy's trying to discourage you and plant things in your head. So you need to always rightly divide that with the word of God and, and pray about it. She's like, and then you get attacked by the, by Satan, by the enemy forces. And she says, so basically the one of the, the attack from this enemy forces, you won't see unless you read those comments. Mm. She's like, so don't allow that attack. Wow to greatly affect your walk. And she goes, and your purpose and the calling that God's put on your life. She says, let, you know, vengeance is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. You put it out there, you pray over it, you believe what you said is right. Let other people fight that battle for you. She goes, because if you allow that stuff in, she says, it'll just suck the life out of you. It's bad enough you have to deal with the right reverence you have for the Lord and your own internal enemies. Don't add the external enemy to it. I mm. thought that was great advice. Absolutely. That's so good. Isn't it? She's a wise woman. Yeah. Yeah. She's very awesome. smart. She's an awesome very sister. Smart. All right. Very good. That was a good discussion. Thank you. Sir. I love our friends. I almost hate to go down to mine because I'm not going to say that much. I'm going to say a little bit. Um, uh, just uh, for those of you that are maybe watching for the first time, I'm a former police officer, 21 years. Uh, I was a, a, a detective in sex crimes, family crimes, uh, domestic violence. I was in the helicopter. I was on the SWAT team. 
and uh, supervised the canine unit and um, did a few other things and and taught at the police academies and uh, use of force. I now testify in court cases, strangely enough, mostly on the on the uh, defense side of things, uh, when um, a a a police officer uses his dog to search for narcotics or uses dogs to um, track down somebody that's maybe uh, committed a murder or um, use the dog to bite a suspect and a use of force type of thing. So uh, I'm considered a, an expert in use of force, use of police dogs and scent detection dogs. Just to lay that out so you know what I'm about to talk about, I have kind of an idea. I've, I've testified in federal court and state court probably a hundred times over the last uh, several uh, years and uh, and been in court a lot. I, I don't know that there's many people on the planet that have testified on the stand and been sworn in and testified as many times as I have. Um, that's not telling you I'm a great person. I just get lots. I'm, there's not very many people like me that know what I know about dogs. <laughs> so that's for sure. <laughs> so like, what do you? People are like, what do you do? Like nobody knows. Like uh, it's just this, this really weird niche that there's maybe two awesome. other people on the planet that do what I do, uh, and so. But I've been in court a lot. I know a lot what's, uh, of what's happening at the border. A lot of cases uh, that I've had have involved border patrol. Uh, they're at the border where people are coming over, bringing drugs over, hiding people, and bringing them over. And dogs are being used to search those vehicles. So, uh, with all that said, uh, Hedia, uh, as an attorney, trained attorney, U.S. UCLA and USC, or just USC? Uh, USC Law School. Okay, and uh, in the past, the bar. Yes, absolutely. You, you First shot. No, no really? cheating. What? You sure? Positive. All right. School is my thing. <laughs> Love school. And so, as you probably notice, some of you that, that watch the show all the time is that um, normally, um, you know, I when I speak to something, usually it's a couple of days after the event. I try not to jump on too quickly because when you do that, you usually end up on the wrong side of the argument. Like, oh, I should have said that. There's more information that came out. So it's really important. Uh, and Dan Bongino, uh, did I got it right that time? You got it right. Uh, Dan Bongino, he says the same thing. He says, we get we sometimes got to wait a couple of days. And he's a law enforcement officer too. So he knows, like, you got to wait. We did uh, that in the CT world too. Yeah. Don't ever come out right away and be like, that's a white person. It turns out yeah. to be a Syrian person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Completely different motives. Uh, even the book, uh, I forget what it's called. I don't have it here. I think it's in my bedroom, but it's a book about uh, Christianity and it's a detective from LAPD. I think he cold case, cold case, cold case, Christianity. That's a pretty good one too. Yes. And he has a story there in the beginning where, uh, it was a homicide, I believe. And, uh, he was like a young cop at the time or young detective type, the old gruff guy, you know, with the, you know, walks in with his shirt all dirty and, and he, he solves the crime at the moment he walks through the door and says the husband did it. Uh, and it turned out it wasn't the husband in that case. <laughs> and, so, and so he goes, you, it, sometimes you'd be right. There's no doubt about that. But if you jump in too quickly and, and, to, and, and try to speak on something, you don't have all the facts uh, yet. Uh, you, you quite possibly could be wrong. Yes. So that, all that to lay out this, this foundation of why I've waited until after the prosecution was done to even say something about it. I'm still not coming to any conclusion. I'm not going to lead you any, anywhere that uh, may get you excited or not excited <laughs> or what have you. Um, but you have to understand there's a, there's a few different phases that are important to any criminal case uh, or any court case that involves a jury. And the first phase is selecting the jury. Uh, so important uh, where you have the uh, both the, the prosecution and the defense selecting people. They ask them questions and each each side gets uh, a number of people that they get to put on there. And then they negotiate and they kick people off and they come to the thing. So this is really um, um, a really important part of any case. As you probably know, any of you that watch, you know, CSI or any of those other shows, you know, that's really important. So I'm probably saying something that most of you know, but I just want to make sure and lay this out, but that's really important. The, the thing is, in this case, I don't know that we know that much about these people. 
uh, we know that there's some black people, some white people, some male blacks, some male uh, female black, and the, the the mix it appears to be uh, pretty good. It's not all black community people, um, but it's it's interesting because it's just a, it's a pretty good mix. And I'm I'm wondering um, how this is all going to play out. And the the thing is, we're not going to know until the end. That that's right. the important thing. Um, the only thing I want to say about that, I know I just said, well, I, now I don't know anything about the jury, but the the important thing is, is that you, all it takes is one. Uh, you just need one person in a criminal case to say, you know what? I have reasonable doubt to believe that a murder was committed. Exactly. One. Remember that we just need one that's not willing to change and and say, I don't I don't think that he caused this guy's death. And and that's all you need. So. Go ahead. Well, and I also. I want to point out to people that they, for them to understand what we call the eggshell plaintiff, which is you find your victims as they are. So the fact that he was a drug addict or he had a heart condition or whatever, um, and it contributes to the death, he still can be found guilty of murder because he, because the victim had these conditions. It doesn't exculpate or, you know, like it doesn't exonerate him because he took drugs or because he had a heart condition. Cause a lot of people are like, well, if he had a heart condition or he, he took drugs, then it's not the cop's fault. No, it, it could still be his fault if they feel that his actions were not reasonable in light of mm. this person in this, um, this police scenario that he's in. So uh, I think that that's also often misunderstood by people that watch legal cases and not understand why somebody gets convicted or doesn't get convicted. Um, in in the law, we call it an eggshell plaintiff. So if the person happens to be extraordinarily delicate, well, that's just too bad. That's your <laughs> bad luck, you know, um, but you could still be guilty of a crime. Yeah. But then it's still you got you got a jury who's looking at all this information and trying to decide, right. you know, if the person's it, an eggshell plaintiff uh, and it should. The, and also they'll even take it. Should the cop note have no victim have known that. And should he have known that? Yeah. And beyond a reasonable doubt. Can we decide beyond a reasonable doubt? And I was telling Andy that they're guilty. And I was telling Andy, this is what I love about this country. This is what the checks and balances system is all about, mm. is that things are tried in the court of public opinion. But then some, you know, jury of his peers with attorneys and a judge that's monitoring the process are going to look at the actual evidence, hear experts from both sides and decide. Mm. And uh, we have a lot of respect for those, for that institution in this country. It's, yep. it's important. So there's some other things. Uh, the the jury is going to be given some instructions uh, and rules to follow when making these decisions. Yeah. And there, so you have the, the law, right? You have, uh, you know, the murder uh, a statute and what the, um, uh, what it requires to come to a conclusion of murder. Right. Uh, and then you have like what would be considered manslaughter here in California. I think theirs is called murder two or murder three. It's one of those. I can't remember which one. Um, and that will have a different uh, bend. It could be where murder means that the officer met was looking for George Floyd. And I'm going to I'm going to kill that guy. And so you have malice of forethought where you've you've hunted him down. You decide you're going to kill him and you kill him. That obviously is not. Premeditated murder. Pre murder. Uh, and in this case, I think they're using murder two and murder three. And here in California, it'd be more like manslaughter uh, and then a lesser manslaughter. Uh, and that is that it, he may not have been looking to murder him, but um, his actions caused 
the death of George Floyd. And there's different uh, degrees. So you have that. And then you have some of these other things that will, will the, the judge will decide and add some other rules in there for them to consider or not consider. Um, and then you have, of course, you have the opening statements. That's the next part where, and again, I, I, I'm, I'll probably be skipping a couple of things, but I'm just telling you the main ones. You have the opening statements, one by the, the prosecution and then one by the defense, where they're going to say what it is that they're going to prove. Uh, the prosecution will say, this is what we're going to see. This is what happened. You're going to, we're going to bring you evidence that's going to show blah, blah, blah. And then the defense comes on and does the same thing. What you have to be careful when you're giving those statements is that you can actually say what you said. Uh, because if you say you're going to produce something and don't produce it, that will cause some, some grief in the jury room. Uh, and so you got to be very careful. So the only reason I bring that up is because the uh, prosecutor Remembering when George Floyd, the video came out and the commentators, you know, all got on the air and immediately went on and said, this is murder. And he choked him out with his knee and all these things that began to come out about the chokehold. There was no chokehold in this thing, um, but uh, they tried to use that knee on the neck as the, as the basis for the murder. That, that's all that they said. Knee on the neck, knee on the neck, knee on the neck, knee on the neck. That's all you heard, right? They wanted to repeat it over and over again. So that's all you heard. And the knew. angle in which they showed you the footage it looked yes. like it was on his neck. But what was interesting when I was listening to the prosecuting attorney, he said knee on the neck and back because he knew that because he had to now bring... images are coming out that, from <laughs> yes. the other angle yes. sideways instead of head on. Well, the angle at first we yep. saw was head on. Yep. So you couldn't see that it was mostly on his back. Yep. It looked like it was on his neck. Yep. Um, and usually what I, I say before we even get into the discussion about George Floyd is that I don't uh, you know, I don't it's. Uh, it was very unfortunate and sad and, and hurtful to the country to have a video of a black man being dying uh, during the arrest uh, by, uh, you know, a police officer that's just white. It, it, it's often going to turn out this way where there's going to be some question as to the racism involved and all this kind of stuff. It's a horrible situation. But again, when we're looking at the facts and, and, and these um, uh, criminal charges that are up against this police officer, is this what's going to happen? And so what I found interesting is the prosecuting uh, attorney in his opening statement had to put in their neck and back when all we've heard up until that day, probably all of you, you know, probably nobody heard that any time that his knee was on his back or his shoulders. So now we're hearing back, shoulders and neck. Understand also that he's laying on his stomach and the carotid arteries are in the front. So uh, there was some discussion about the, the chokehold. They got the first uh, witness that they brought up uh, who they almost made into an expert witness, which you can't do unless the guy has been qualified as an expert. Uh, this guy happened to be an MMA fighter in his, in his mm. past history and a wrestler. Okay. And so they began to ask him questions as if he was an expert about oh. about chokeouts. Uh, and he says, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen people choked out by only one carotid artery being cut off. And I'm going, really? The other one's pumping the, 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 the blood. When did you see that happen? What, and when did that happen? And then and the other thing they're trying to say again, they're bringing back this chokehold thing. You can't chokehold from the back of the neck. There's no carotid arteries back here. You can, I could squeeze somebody back there for hours and they would never uh, be what would be considered. It's not even choked out. It's the blood flow being stopped to go into the brain, which knocks you out. But they call it a chokehold. It's very confusing. I know. But the knee on the neck would not stop any of those arteries. So this whole discussion, again, we, and no reason, again, we have a jury. This okay, is where so the jury why, where is it coming from that the knee on the neck stopped his breathing? I mean, like, why did he stop and, and breathing? Because he was under the influence of narcotics. 
this is where so then now we're getting now we're getting into the next part is is now into the questioning of all the witnesses that's the next part so we had the opening statements uh and the only thing i want to bring up was that the the prosecutor had to, had to talk and now about the back and shoulder and kind of get that in there which is un which is unfortunate i think for the prosecuting side where now you're losing some of that well he wasn't on the neck for eight minutes he was on the neck shoulders and neck for a couple minutes, right? And so the the breathing issue um, is, I think, where the prosecution lost some ground. As much as that attorney, one of the attorneys that called me about a case, he goes, oh, did you see the, the officer got hung today by the uh, medical uh, expert that came on? Yeah. That it was the asphyx asphyxiation is what killed him. Well, I'm not sure if that's great for the prosecution because I, because the amount of narcotics of fentanyl and um, methamphetamine he had on board causes somebody to... Uh, um, lose consciousness and die from asphyxiation. It's the narcotics that causes that. It's a corroborating cause. Mm -hmm. So the thing, the standard will be, was it still reasonable for him to be on his neck for that or back or whatever it is that long in light of the fact that he was under the influence of narcotics? The length of time is surely the issue. Right? That's surely right. going to be the defining part. If, 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 the jury, knew, if the jury is decided, yeah, we have to convict this guy or else our city is going to be burnt down. That, that's the other. Right. I mean, when you have a jury in there, okay, okay, how are we going to convict this guy? Because it doesn't sound like he really killed him with his knee on the neck. You know, should he but, have, should he have got off he of his did, back? He did kill him with the knee on the neck, but he happened to be under the influence of drugs. So really the question is, should the officer have known somebody under the influence of drugs is more susceptible to dying? That's really the the yeah. essence of the question is that should you have known, like, for example, in your history, did you ever have people under the influence of PCP or whatever? And like, listen, we're not going to be able to handcuff this guy. Like, we need to lock him in a room and like call a truck or whatever. Like, you knew that the influence of the hallucinogens or whatever they were under was going to make something in your normal routine impossible. And so you, we were talking about something like that the other day. Yes. You're like, we know we can't get this guy in a truck, so we call an ambulance in the back of a police car. Well, things evolved. Things evolved. <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> because of a couple deaths. Um, um, uh, but again, there, there, I'm gonna, I was going to get to the, the thing that you were talking about just now, which I think is really important. Uh, because there is a what's coming out in the video and what's coming out more that people are seeing now, both, uh, you know, the viewing audience of everything that's being produced is there's a lot more than just kneeing on the back of the neck. Right. There's a struggle at the car. He they were trying to get in the car. They couldn't get in the car with the, to your point to is there some an alternative to getting him in that car? And he's fighting and struggling and he kicked one of the officers. Nobody I never knew that he kicked one of the officers. But right. that was after they pulled him out. And so you're 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 and, uh, as a law enforcement officer, you're dealing with a man that's completely unreasonable. Right. And, and you know, there, there must be drugs. Yeah. Because it was just, just, and there's nothing you can do. And there's people yeah. surrounding you. And you got people videotaping. There's a lot going on. And again, I'm not making excuses for Chauvin necessarily, but I'm just saying there's a lot more to this whole story. And it's not that I wouldn't want to put any one of the people in the jury in the same. OK, let's go outside. And if we could re if you can't, you can't. Right. This is one of the things that we talk about sometimes in putting up a case is, hey, should we recreate the scenario in the jury, in the in the courtroom? And so people can see it, it, I go. No, I always tell them, no, do not do that, because you'll never recreate what was going on on the street ever. So you're going to have to do your best to describe it because what will end up happening is it won't be as bad as it was on the street because it's a controlled environment. Right. In an uncontrolled environment where you know where you don't know where people are going to come from, where you don't uh, they're saying they're going to kick your ass, take your badge off. I'm going to come in there and kick your ass. Mother, I'm going to use words. Motherfucker, get off of them. And you hear violence from the people around you. And now right. you have and a violent trying. suspect that you've been fighting with now for longer than eight. I think the, the video prior to getting him on the ground was was even longer. 
and you're trying to neutralize the situation. You're yes. trying to get it under control. So what what were some of the things he could have done other than holding him down on the ground? But they had to like, wait for an ambulance or an alternative way to transport him somewhere else. That's what okay. I'm going to I think they're going to get to. But what do you do with a man who so far has been combative and has been kicking you? Right. You have to hold him down. Right. There's, I mean, there's not much you can do. Do you, do you now stand back and let him run around with his hands behind his back and act like a fool? So what if he had do? put his knee like towards the, his back, mm -hmm. would he have probably survived then? Is it where it was located that probably blocked? I have the not heard chest? testimony. Again, the def the prosecuting uh, expert will say that the knee on the back uh, killed him. So, but, like, if it was farther down, do you think it would have not killed him because he would have been able to breathe? I think the whole uh, thing in the order concern, to control being on your stomach with your hands behind your back. I think the guy weighed something like 260 pounds. Somebody else. I mean, he's pretty heavy. Uh, he had a heart problem and he also had COVID. Right. Um, and putting him in that position, obviously, is going to make it hard to breathe. But again, my my question, I think what the defense is going to do. And I, the only thing I'm trying to say is that what we've seen so far, I don't think the prosecution has as much as they thought they were going to have. I, I think many people in the media, I think many people that are with Black Lives Matter, whatever, were think this is slam That's dunk. Slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is easy. We have a whole video showing. No, you got to kind of bring in all these other situations that did the knee on the back causes death. We don't know. What else were they supposed to do with a guy that was combative until That's they what had another? Yeah. It's like, what else there's could not that much else. Okay. They tried to get him the car. He wouldn't go in the car. They tried to get him to stand next to the vehicle for, I think, a period of time, and they he kicked them, right? So and, he, and then he asked to be put on the ground, right? He asked to be put on the ground, but I think even putting being put on the ground, this guy in his condition with everything that was on board with him, laying down with nobody on his back, he may have died. Uh, I think there was one question, and I and I didn't see it, but I think I, I read it uh, in one of the blogs somewhere. Is that um, somebody asked what what if you didn't know what happened on the street and he was brought into you what would you say he died of and they said well an overdose and asphyxiation due to the overdose and it's but it, overdose isn't asphyxiate yeah it does it really? causes yeah it, it 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 causes a restriction in breathing and you can die my nephew so died of the same thing so basically Chauvin just uh, exacerbated it it's yes but didn't necessarily or did, did, or, or did Flo George Floyd acerbate it with his fighting back uh in, un, being uncooperative being in a a uh, you know in the condition that he was and so and how much did Chauvin's knee contribute that's to where the defense has to come in the the, yes. the window is open or the door is open which one is it the door is open <laughs> the door is open it now may for just the be defense. A small window yeah, because again, I think what they're working against is this this idea that they have to convict them. I think everybody believes he has to be convicted, or else the shit's gonna hit the fan. There's no other way to put it. Sure. And so there there is a little light coming through that door, and I I think the prosecution left enough light that if the defense could come in, the defense attorney's fantastic, by the way. Oh really? Oh, he's really good. He's so good. He's been so calm and just asking very direct questions. The even when he gets, uh, you know, like a, you know, um, an interruption by the judge or the prosecuting attorney with an objection, um, he handles it well. There isn't like some attorneys will get all flustered and like, oh, like what? And he's he's very good. He's so good. I mean, I got to I got to hand it to you. Part of it, uh, as you know, part of this uh, 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 putting a case on is uh, a bit of a show. Oh, right? a lot of puts on, yeah. So you got to be careful. As our friend Don said, it's going to be an OJ show. <laughs> 
It's the glove. I'm not sure I'm answering your question, but I can tell you that I've been in with very combative people. PCP is a horrible drug for people, for police officers. Right. And and, uh, and, and the two times I had arrest somebody and we used to hogtie them, we used to tie their feet to their hands. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Couldn't they have hogtied them? Do they have uh, cuffs in the car where they could have hogtied them? Both the people that I hogtied and the amount of narcotics that this guy had, they both died in the back of a police car. Oh. We didn't make it to to the... we didn't want to wait for the ambulance, but we took him. We, we threw him in the back of the police car. And you didn't get, um, you didn't get no. prosecuted or whatever. No. One was Mexican. One was a white guy. Because they said the hog time didn't contribute to the death. They said it probably did, but what else were we supposed to do? Under the influence of PCP is a very violent drug, and they have no pain. They'll, they'll uh, the one guy he walked through a plate glass window, walked through, didn't run through, walked through a plate glass. He's just like and went right through it glass on him we were wrestling him he was naked full of blood wrestling him we're all full of blood his blood uh-huh. and uh he had hepatitis and this is the whole thing about wearing masks these stupid people like he's just like they, they want us to go out there we're wrestling people with uh, uh aids we're wrestling people with hepatitis and we went wow. to work every day like teachers can't go and teach sorry um and so <laughs> so we wrestled this guy and hog tied him and i threw, put i put him back in somebody else's police car and i followed the police car there and we got there and we opened the door and oh he's dead and so he died what? but the alternative there, there's not much you can do i mean this, it, this well is maybe that's very, another thing that the chauvin defense would have to demonstrate that he didn't have any yeah. other option not to mention that the knee on the back of the neck like that is in the procedure manual they're trained to do that that is one position. That's the one way you get somebody that's on the ground who's combative to you can control them and while waiting for an ambulance or waiting for an alternative way and, to uh, transport them to jail right. or to a, a hospital. And that was his behavior indicative enough of being under substance the intoxication that he should have known that may contribute to his death to probably mm-hmm. decide not. But because of the court of public opinion, they may be like, okay, no. This is so gray that we can make it black and get away with it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just to appease the public. Yes. You know, that there's. But there also is a a duty. And I I know this is going to cause problems. It'll probably get taken off of YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Um, Or any other other platforms is that we also have a duty to the suspect to try to keep him from hurting himself. Right. At the same time, we're trying to do that. We're trying not to get abused by the crowd that's gathering. I've been surrounded by a bunch of Hispanics in an area in um, what we call used to a little TJ. I was by myself. Uh, A guy uh, had been just stabbed somebody and I uh, caught the guy at shift change where I me and maybe two other cops were out in the entire city of Anaheim. And I caught the guy um, and was um, my dog. I let my dog out to bite him. My dog's biting him. I'm trying to handcuff him. The world, the whole population of uh, Hispanics in that area came out and surrounded me and were throwing crap at me. And the mom and dad were screaming at me of the suspect that was wow. in. And so I had to take my dog off the suspect and he bit dad. And now he bit dad and dad's pants are being pulled down. And now the crowd's getting heated. And I go, I need somebody here fast. And so here I am on top, laying on top and punching the guy, the suspect that my dog just bit. My dog is biting the dad, right? What are you supposed to do? I mean, people say like, oh, I can't believe that you. Be- well, what do you want me to do? I have a suspect just stab somebody. The dad was coming out to lynch. Lynch means taking the suspect away from me. Oh, that's okay. a lynching. Actually, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to go hang him. But they're, he was trying to take his son away from me, which I had oh. legally arrested for a felony. And I'm surrounded by the world. Yeah. Right. And so and then I, now I have my dog holding everybody back. And finally, cops started to arrive. And then we have to, uh, you know, hook everybody up, uh, you know, the mom and dad and the suspect, the son, and take him to jail. 
and they're both bleeding, right? But wow. there's so much, sometimes there's so much going on. You're, 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 you have a, you have both the duty to care for the safety of the suspect you're arresting. Your um, own safety. And my own safety and the safety of all the people around us. Right. And there's a lot going on. And so it's not as simple as people think, right? When you're looking at a video and I mean, I've said this often, I'm sorry, people we're just rambling and it seems like we're talking to each other. Um, but, uh, and I hope this is going somewhere and actually kind of makes sense. Uh, but these are all the things that need to be taken into consideration when you're deciding whether this cop needs to go to jail for the rest of his life for murdering George Floyd is it's not that simple. There are Absolutely. so many other things going on that you have to be taken into consideration. How else were they supposed to safeguard or take care of George Floyd, who obviously was under the influence of something? Uh, they don't. They probably didn't know how much, but in some ways you have to keep him down so that he isn't running around trying to kick cops, right? So you have to use a nightstick on him, or I don't even know how to carry nightsticks anymore. <laughs> or do you, have to t- <laughs> do you have to taser him, right, to get him to stop? Holding him down by four guys is one way of keeping him down in one place so you're not chasing him around. Right? Sure. He won't go in the police car. He's already said that, and you've tried to do everything. I'll turn the air conditioner on. I'll open the, the moonroof because I apparently had a moonroof in that police car. Wow. Very strange. Um, and uh, he wouldn't get in, and he asked to be laid on the ground. So they lay him on the ground, um, and now what you're supposed to do, you got to keep him on the ground if he's going to flail around and kick and you know do the you know do the, the, the dolphin uh, on the ground. He's going to hit his head, hit his face. There's a lot going on. You hold him down. You're, you're, and then you have to wait. I mean, when, when do you let him up? Right? You let him up, he starts flailing around. You got to get back on him, right? So if you have him in a position where finally he's not kicking around and he dies in that process, then I, I don't know if you can convict him of murder. I know. I know. It's what, are you, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. And again, it's in the training manual. That's the other thing. Of, and of, most of the thing. other controversial case, I can never remember the name mm. of, it was uh, after he wasn't even a police officer. And they said he shot an unarmed kid in the back, but it turns out he had some sort of weapon and he wasn't mm-hmm. backwards. He wasn't uh, running away from him. He was lunging yeah, towards yeah. him. <laughs> and punched uh, him in the face and broke his eye socket. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after the fact, when these cases, and, and I think the climate in our country was different then. Yep. You know, we were very supportive of law enforcement at the time. Cops were getting assassinated on the street and the general public was very supportive of the mm. police. We're in a completely different climate right now. Yep. And I feel very sorry for officers that are confronted with these kind of situations because they have to now double guess, second guess every single move they Mm -hmm. make to see whether they're going to save this guy's life or their own life or end up on a TV show and going viral and their careers are destroyed. It's a really difficult time to be a police officer. A couple other things that cut in there and, and, you know, every screen racism is uh, that Derek, the officer, it's easier to say than Chauvin, uh, was very... I would say very nice to George Floyd was trying to get his cooperation was talking to him and that kind of stuff. And so it's really hard to use that as part of the, you know, the discussion that, well, he wanted him to die because he was racist. Well, he was just talking to him very nice. He was trying, I didn't hear he was trying everything that he possibly could to get him in the car and say, just get in the car. Right. And not only him, but the other officers. They had audio of that? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, that I mean, definitely. we could go on and on and on. It's just like, like I said, that I'm not sure that the prosecution based on everything that I've seen, even with what the attorney said the other day, oh, he's done. He's done now. I go, I no, he's not. He's, he's definitely not. Um, because there are still too many things that aren't, um, and clear. Right, so I like clear. Carol's reassurance for us. Your rambling is called a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. 
<laughs> so uh, now to my uh, my reasoning for not speaking up because that's kind of the thing. I mean, if I would have came on on day one, um, you know, and said, "Oh, looks very bad for the defense." You know, this guy came on; he wasn't an expert, but he was able to say that one artery being blocked off is a chokehold when there's not it's not even an issue in this particular case, right? But they they went on and asked, like, yeah. "You can jump on these things and say, you know, uh, oh, the the, 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 the next day the prosecution did the and it would cause confusion at least with my audience without understanding that there's all these other things that are actually been brought in because you don't know if they're going to be brought in." You don't know if the judge, because the judge also is has had some rulings that you know we shouldn't say this because it may be, um, you know, prejudicial to your, you know, to to the case one way or another. Um, and there's going to be objections and all those kinds of things. And so it's really hard to to really determine uh, where things are at. One, you know, especially on a multi-day um, uh, case where things are going to lie at the end. So the prosecution, I think, is done, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. If not, they're very, very close. And uh, so my conclusion at this point, uh, with all the rambling that we just did, which is also a discussion, is that um, I think there's a, there's some room uh, for the defense to come in and um, we'll see how that and comes cause out. some cause some problems uh, for the for the prosecution. Um, yeah, it's going to be I, 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 I only thing I can say right now, I don't see how he can get um the most uh, serious um probably not crime charge against them but i think they're going to come that, down that, with some charges yeah they'll they'll come down like i said i think uh, assault under color of authority or something like that if they have that in there it may be the thing they can get but uh it, it, unless he gets the chair there's going to be rioting i don't think it matters really? at this point oh yeah wow well they have to wait i'm chair. convinced there's no way because if they I think want even blood then if they don't give get blood then what's the point of even convicting him of a lesser charge yeah just do the right thing. Right. Yeah. But BLM, I think it came out with a statement of uh, who cares what they said, but anyway, but they're, they're the one that are, that the, the rioters are going to follow, but they said that uh, this is a clear cut case of murder or something like that. I think, can't remember what the statement was, but they're just setting the, those people up to, uh, to uh, tear down. Not only Minneapolis, Minneapolis is not going to be the only place this is going to happen. It's going to happen in all, all the States that it happened over the last uh, several months, uh, cities. Um, you know, Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, Baltimore, New York, Los Angeles. Um, it's going to be a pretty bleak time, I think, after this is over. And again, I don't think it matters at, at this point because it's not going to be the highest level of the crime, unfortunately. Uh, what is Adam saying here? I also think Derek Chauvin won't be found guilty. There's not enough good evidence convicting him from what I've read. That's the thing. I, I think there may be, let's see what the defense does, but there may be enough gray area for them to convict just based on the climate in the country right now, which is unfortunate. But, and Carmela seems to think that they're going to, whether convicted or acquitted, they'll burn the city down, yep. which is sad to think. And they should not have settled the civil yeah. case first. Yeah, that was, that was really dumb. ridiculous. You, de you never do that. Criminal case first and then civil case second. Yeah. Oh, never because because <laughs> they're saying, well, look at the game. If they if, if he wasn't guilty, why they give him all this money? That, that, that's how stupid people are. Um, but uh, and I understand the, the idea that, you know, n you know, did the kneeling on the neck plus the fentanyl and the methane lead to his death. Then that should be enough to give. But again, I, I, I argue that. What else are you supposed to do with a guy that's fighting and flailing around at the that's time? That's the thing. Was yeah. there another, re was it reasonable? Mm -hmm. You know, under the rules that he's governed by, 
the police manual and whatever other standards they hold them to, was it reasonable? Was that the only reasonable alternative available to him? Yeah. And I think it in in a perfect world, in a vacuum, that should be easy a, an easy standard for him to meet. But based on the court of public opinion, will the jury say that? And they'll be like, no, there should have been another way. Yep. There are a lot of other things that came out of that the, the trial. Uh, just too many to to talk about all of them. But uh, the prosecuting's witness, uh, prosecution's witnesses, um, had some things that weren't so good for the prosecution, including the chief of police, um, and and some of the other people. And so, like I said, the the, the doors open. The defense attorney, I um, I think the defense attorney is about the best you could possibly have in this case. If anybody's going to um, to affect the outcome. In That's a way great. for the officer, uh, it would be this attorney. He is so good. Well, it's interesting that everybody thinks the cities will burn either way. But I find that to be an interesting idea because, remember, BLM's fundraising went to Act Blue, which went to support the Democratic candidates in this coming election. So will they riot under a Biden administration? You know, it, it remains to be seen whether they will. Well, then. Because they're still burning Portland on a daily basis. But it seems like they want to do that. The people, mm. I mean, not the wealthy population, but the but the people of the city are supporting that. Um, mm. Some of the people, is enough of the people yeah. of the city. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Well, even the mayor's coming out and say, okay, it's time to stop now, <laughs> guys. Guys. That's what I'm saying. Right. In the they're, beginning, the mayor was like, no, this is yes, justice. Yeah, they said, you're a dick. Get out of here. Right? <laughs> I love that. And he's there, he wears his mask. I'm with like, you. This is justice. And he's like, what are you, farthead? Get out of here. And then they went to his house. Right? And oh, what an idiot. I love that that happened to them. That was hysterical. And now they're funding the police again. And the police are going, screw you. Right? Oh, my gosh. Um, uh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. So I hope that all made that all made sense. Um, I think we had a very reasonable, intelligent yeah. conversation. Yeah. It's like a talk show. Welcome to our couch. This is what we just <laughs> what we talked about. This is what we talked about at lunch. Not about this, but we talked about a few things. But yeah, we have these discussions all the time. This is how we how we talk. So welcome uh, to our world. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Your world has been turned upside down. Yeah, it has. You okay? I'm okay. I so uh, those of you that don't watch our devotional, um, we've asked for prayers uh, for some things that happen. And, uh, and God is amazing. Right? We, sure got a, is. we got a new house uh, that uh, in some time in the near future, we should be, well, you'll be moving there first. Yes. Uh, I got some things I got to work through to before I can do that. I have my house now. You but at least we're not 65 miles away from each other. Yes, yes. We'll be down the street. Uh, and then, um, yeah, then my entire family. Well, yeah, my entire family, other than Courtney, uh, will be yes. will be living all under one roof. Can you handle that? Can you go from one kid to six? <laughs> well, if you add me, seven. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna find out. Uh, your house sold. Your other house sold. That was a big monkey on your back. Yeah, so hard to get out from under. Um, uh, Zara, your daughter. Um, at the high school here, tried out for the cheer team, and then it, not, it wasn't sure so sure i guess some confident levels were a little bit low but she, she nailed did, it she nailed it she nailed it and got selected to the jv team as a freshman yes that's pretty awesome yes I'm so so, so proud very positive thing so we're thankful for all of you that prayed whether it was on the devotional or on the andy falco show uh we appreciate it um and we're so thankful but uh with all that comes some nervousness about what's uh, next in our lives so. yeah 
It's all good. <laughs> Steve, we're on the Jesus train. So. And, and so the only reason I wanted to bring that up, and I and I wasn't, but I decided because uh, with all this, one of the things that we uh, we want to do what we've told you all to do, and that is to be very involved in local politics, in your school board, city council, uh, mayoral races, and uh, local um, uh, state representatives. Yes. Be involved, know who is uh, running, if they're Republican and they suck, vote them out uh, or not vote for them at all um, and uh, and be aware and be and, and hold them accountable. Uh, even yes. our school board members who are conservatives, I held them accountable. If you were a part of that story or part of that show, uh, there are two of uh, what would I would consider conservative school board because they're nonpartisan. Um, I talk very critically of those two. Um, They've done a little bit better since then. Not that I had a whole thing to do with it, but they. Oh, they've gotten a lot. Of, they got a lot of criticism. Oh, my God. You, um, yeah. So there was a loud choir of voices telling, yeah. holding them to account, which is good. So, uh, so we've uh, we talked about it today and uh, we want to we want to be Mr. And Mrs. Yorbalinda. Uh, and uh, Placentia Oblinda School District uh, parents. Uh, we've even thought about putting together a, a Christian conservative, uh, conservative Christian uh, parent group um with no crazies we said the one thing is that they have to be somewhat normal <laughs> because you know nobody's not really normal we're a colorful group yeah. <laughs> not just our skin but uh we'll do the crazy eye test before you're allowed to be before you get your membership Are you allowed card to crazy yes yes <laughs> lunatics crazy morons we don't want crazy <laughs> lunatic morons in our group they will be kicked out of that group and then we will take away their their membership card. Carol's asking us to pray for her husband to keep his job. Uh, uh, absolutely. We'll be praying for him. Fighting the Newberg code. What is that? I think it has what to do with the vaccine. I think it's a oh, mandated vaccine. Oh, right, right, right. Newberg is the governor, I think, of their state. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Carol's great. I love her comments, but sometimes um, we have to ask her follow-up questions about her comments. <laughs> She talks in in uh, yeah. shorthand. Yeah. <laughs> what happened with the school forcing vaccinations? Did we don't that get know. Right? No, we don't know yet. We don't know. But the way Pastor Jack talked today, apparently the ethnic studies curriculum is passing with flying colors. Mm. So our kids in will California. be. Yeah. In California. So our kids will be chanting to Aztec gods. So be grateful, Danielle. Your child has passed that <laughs> point. But I'm just waiting for my daughter to come home with some weird chant book. It's like, it's not bad enough that I'm trying to fight all the other social media forces in her life. But to think that I now have to fight the, uh, the ethnic studies curriculum in school is just so upsetting. But we think, um, man, we've been on an hour and a, almost an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Must have been that dessert we had at Fitness Taco Grill. Lava, so good. <laughs> And you had a cup of coffee. And I got to tell you that I had the sweetest husband in the world, in case you guys didn't know that, because uh, I was disappointed with this, like, spaghetti soup I got. <laughs> Not a big sauce person. And my spaghetti, my zoodles, were drowning in marinara sauce. And he had this really good-looking gluten-free pizza. And he kept saying to me, do you want to eat this? Do you want mine instead? And I was like, no. And then he's like, he knew I did. So he's like, really? Do you want mine? I'll eat some of yours. You want to split it? And I was like, okay, I'll take one piece of yours. He's like, really? I think you should take mine. I'll take yours. And I was like, okay. And it was really, I've just, I seriously have never, that's a story for another day. I've never <laughs> been in a traditional relationship. So it's just like, I just didn't even know what to do with the question. I was just like, wait, 
you're offering me your plate. I'm like, am I supposed to say no? Am I supposed to say yes? What am I supposed to do right now? And it was for him. He's just like, why are you so perplexed by this question? And I, take my food. I, I just take the food, you know? I'll eat yours. I could eat anything. I could eat uh, off of a off of a <laughs> woodchuck, <laughs> um, off of a yeah. cart on the sidewalk, and I have. And you have. Yeah, I don't, I've I don't actually care. been there with you when yeah. you ate off of don't a care. truck. I'll eat your food. I'll eat your spaghetti soup. Your yeah. zoodle, zoodle soup. Zoodle <laughs> uh, Okay. Yes. Like yes. Nuremberg. Um, the uh, the code was against was against forced vaccination in Germany. Yes. All right. Very good. Thank you for explaining. And, and you know what? I, I'm asking you to explain for the audience, not for me. All right. I would he explain. Speaks, he speaks Carol. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Roadkill. roadkill. I stop yes. at roadkill. Uh, yeah, I'm not a roadkill eater, but uh, well, yeah, that's not true. Because I've eaten you things like I love escargot, which could be roadkill. Yeah. yeah. Often um, is. I eat the bone marrow. And the brains marrow, marrow. and yeah. internal organs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love gizzards and I love liver. And menudo. And menudo. you guys know what menu- menudo. Menudo. <laughs> <laughs> Not the boy Latin band, menudo. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so anyway, we are thinking about creating a menudo conservative is Christian. Actually like inte- um, a parent soup. group without crazy eyes people. I know, uh, the crazy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should rethink this. <laughs> all right my friends we love you guys thank you for putting up with our jabbering tonight we thought that it was important to come on and talk a little bit about your article uh and uh, you know just we we are we have to fight together and this is a fight uh we are in a battle i believe a civil war uh, americans against democrats and i will not that nobody will say anything to change my mind I, I, and i'm sorry the democrats are all those other people it's just one. It's under one hitting now. It no longer is a separation between the far left, the left, and Democrats. It, it, they've 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 high five and joined together. There's Andy Falco. Americans you. versus Democrats. That is no other way to put it. Democrats are simply no trying to destroy our country. No wonder your son called my daughter a devil. <laughs> yes, the seven-year-old yes. called my daughter a devil because because she was a Democrat. So it's like, well, you must be the devil. I was like, my, my son really? likes my show. Yeah, see that? Yeah. There you go. I told you they they put each other down by calling each other a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that's a true story. True story. <laughs> Ray, quit being a Democrat. I'm not a Democrat. Shut up. That's a, that's the argument I hear in the back of my truck. All right, my friends, we love you uh, so much. Um, she talks in code. <laughs> I love it when you talk in code, Carol. We love you. Yes, I, I wasn't absolutely I, yeah, no, no yeah. and and but Andy understands your code. Yeah, I'm just new. <laughs> just the newbie. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. God bless. Uh, stay strong. Um, and again, pay attention to local politics. And strong pray, and happy. Pray for Carol's husband. And joy. Yes. We, Experience we, joy. Yes. In everyday life. Have joy in, in adversity. Joy in adversity. Count all suffering as joy, my friends. Wow, From the Apostle Paul. You're so good. You make such a good team. It's only because of you. Let's go put our jammies on. Let's go put our jammies <laughs> Let's on. Sit on the couch. <laughs> Where are we going to watch? Are we going to watch, uh, um, we gonna watch the, the, the far, the, the fall? The fall. Have you got watched the fall with the, the, the girl who was the. Um, the X-Files lady. The X-Files star. Christine Anderson. And Christine? Okay. That last name is Anderson. I don't think her first name is Christine. Uh, something with a K. Is it? Christine Karen? I don't think it's Chris. We're going to find out. <laughs> It is a really good show. The it's uh, lady. it's in Ireland, right? I think it's in Ireland. Yes. Or Scotland. Belfast. 
Oh, Belfast. That's right. It is Belfast. Because uh, there was a place that I was there. Uh, that lake. Right. Yep. That we, I walked around with a friend of mine uh, in uh, Belfast. It's about the um, the life of a commander, whatever her title was. It's it's not an English, it's a not an American term, so I don't remember what it is. But and um, the juxtaposition of her with a serial uh, murderer, and actually how similar the their some of their qualities. Are, yeah. Their personalities are similar. Their qualities, some of the qualities are similar. So it's 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 a very yeah. smart show. That's what I got to say. Yep. She walks up uh, to a crime scene with a sergeant there. Uh, you know, a good looking dude. That's a good looking dude. Good, good looking, looking dude. dude. Really? You thought he was good looking, did you? I did. Really? Can I say that? <laughs> anyway, she walks up to him and says, I'm staying at the, the Belfast Hotel, room 203. Like, full stop. Just yeah, drops just it. Like, yeah, and that's it. They've never met before. never seen each other before. She loves him. No, and remember, she's driving with her underling and she's like, stop the car. Yeah. Stop oh, the yeah. Car. <laughs> She stops the car, gets out, walks over to the guy. He's like, I'm in the Belfast Sultan room 203. Bye. And walks away. Yeah. Gangster. And he, and he shows up. And he shows up. He's married. He's married. <laughs> she didn't know that, though. And then he gets, should we tell him? No, no. we don't tell him. So watch The Fall. It work? actually is really good. I do really like it. Um, and The Chosen is the other one. <laughs> we're, got, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say those two in the same breath? Jesus, please don't be upset at us. We're new in the vlog. We love you very much. We seem to be all over the place, but know that you are center. You're front and center in our lives. We go from the chosen. You go. What? I I go. I would not have brought up the chosen after talking about the fall. But. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where your integrity comes from. Is your honesty. Yes. But that's how we learn about the enemy. You have to be, you have to be aware of your enemy, of the enemy's tactics. And so, this is explaining what exactly that some of the greatest uh, the, uh, apostles hung out with whores and, uh, and tax collectors to, to 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 to. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, we. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, sorry, let's see. That's hilarious, right? Of course he shows up, right? Watching a new episode of The Chosen. Amy's apparently watching appropriate TV. We do too. Amy, watch The Fall. After The Chosen, watch The Fall. We do it too. Repent from our sins from watching The Fall. (laughs) We're a well-rounded couple. All right, we're leaving before you say something again that gets us into trouble. Uh, Just just stop talking. You said enough. <laughs> Stop talking. All right. We got to go. We love you guys so much. Thank you. God bless you. We'll pray for uh, Carol's husband. What was Carol's husband's name? Did she say? I don't remember. What's your husband's name? Or do you not want to tell us? Good night, Gracie. <laughs> got to go. Leaving at 5 a.m. for my new clinical trial. Bye, Lynn. Thank Bye, you. Thank you for joining us. All right. I think Carol will let us know. We'll pray. Either way. Well, wait. Uh, there's one more comment. Hold on. Mark. Mark. All right. We'll be praying for Mark. Uh, Mark Gibbons, I'm guessing, because uh, Carol Texley is. Yes, her, God bless you too, day. Adam. So we'll be praying. Yes. All right, my friends, we love you guys so much. Good night. All right, take care. Talk to you later. Bye. Adios. Arigato. Kamsamida. Himaglobin.